0: Welcome to Hard Currency, the podcast from the Financial Times looking at the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and not even the shock appearance of the sun and soaring temperatures can awaken the forex market from its ongoing mood of doubt and introspection while the dollar and the euro heavyweights indulge in another round of shadow boxing and the yen bumbled along amid worries about political scandals and trade wars sterling got a sharp leg up only to rapidly fall off its perch so what to make of it all our guest this week is blonde money which started life as a blog and morphed into the macroeconomic consultancy run by helen thomas helen welcome you're never short of a theory or two on the mood of the markets what um what is this week am I right in saying this week has felt at least since that great January hiatus we had, but this week has felt a little bit different, hasn't it? It or, has.
1: It? I think we I I love that you talked about this bout of introspection. We do get those in yeah. currency markets, you know, navel gazing that goes on. Um I think that is because we are at a juncture in what is driving currencies and in fact what's driving markets overall. Um, you know, we've we've gone from if you take a very big picture look, we've gone from the QE land to um, then it being about uh, flows in terms of equity markets, then it's been about geopolitics. Currencies can be driven by all of these at different times, uh, depending on what's going on. But I think right uh, at this moment, um, it's looking for what its driver actually is. Um, I think the interest rate differential uh, drivers are starting to pull back, although there are moments, like we've seen with the pound, as you say, this week, where they reinstate themselves momentarily. But uh, but yes, I would say that um, it's much more of a flow story from here on in, and that's flows in the biggest sense. Flows between assets, but flows between countries.
0: Yes. Okay, so from this week, you mentioned sterling as one indicator. We've been in this kind of euro-dollar range for a while. I gave it a boxing analogy. Is one going to outpunch the other eventually? <laughs>
1: Absolutely, yes. I'm sure of that. Um, there's certainly enough moving parts for that. We've, we've obviously we look ahead to the rest of the year. The big question in Euro is uh, this pulling back from QE that's mm-hmm. kind of signalled in, in in Mario Draghi's. Um, I call it. You know, he's a Jedi central banker. Yeah. He's excellent at. At, at making you think this is not the QE you're looking for I hope people get the Star Wars yes. reference be upset if they didn't but uh but but effectively you know he's he's trying to withdraw the stimulus whilst trying to make sure it looks like he's not doing it so we don't panic but clearly the signals are um that is coming in q3 q4 um and then on the other hand with the us um we know what pretty much we know what the fed are doing although do we really actually because you know Powell is new to the being the chair even if he's been on the, the board for some time and what is mr trump going to do in his uh, his global ambitions yes
0: okay so um this this is going to play out for uh, still a fair while i mean we have the ecb meeting next week and yes. uh, there seems to be plenty of scope for the ecb to pull back from this this um uh, Q3, Q4 move towards mm. getting off QE yeah. um, is is that uh, are we starting to see the markets doubt this whole idea of coming off QE, not just there but the Bank of Japan which we've seen the yen weakening as well
1: I think I, think I, I would actually put the yen weakening down to uh, the calendar because it's often talked about fiscal year end yeah. in Japan you know March is uh, well beginning of April is the new fiscal year the yen does tend to rally although not always but quite often it does as we go into the end of the fiscal year which is definitely what it did this year mm. and then sell off again once we start a new year and all the money flows out overseas and the data has shown that the japanese are going and putting their money into foreign assets mm. as we've started a new year so i think the yen story is just driven by that for now um and i actually say um i would actually say the qe is a bit of a busted flush to be honest with you uh. I think it's I'm glad you said that. I think it's not really um, that important. <laughs> uh,
0: but but is it? Uh, but as a driver, because what you said right at the beginning yes. was the market looking for some some yes. kind of conviction. Yes, well, uh, I
1: think actually um, I would appeal to people who listen to this who remember the 1980s, of which I'm sure there are many, um, because uh, in effect we're going back to kind of the playbook of trade wars, and I remember. Being told, although I didn't remember trading it myself, for example, cable, sterling dollar, was traded a lot off balance of payments data when it came out in the 80s. That used to be a big driver and that actually really should be um, a driver once again in this world where trade flows are now shifting and and potentially going to shift quite a lot uh, if Trump does fulfil the rhetoric he's talking about.
0: So to summarise, you actually think that to trade the market at the moment, get close to the whole protectionist story yeah. uh, but how do you trade that on a short-term basis because these headlines are coming thick and fast it's very difficult to know what the long-term game there's a wonderful yes. playoff going on between the US and China which could take months it could to... take
1: months it could take months so and how do you trade this? it's uh, as ever with currencies it tends to be you either going to do brilliantly over the next 30 seconds or brilliantly over the next 30 years no I think that it's one of these moments of as I say a shift in the driver's And therefore, it's going to take a few prints of data of the trade balance information to come through. You may start to see the move happen on the day when the trade balance data comes out. And then as everyone starts to look at it, it becomes more of a driver. Right. Um, However, I would say that there is an even bigger and more important flow theme that is going on. I'm going to say three letters. Oh, no.
0: Not ETFs. ETFs, Your favourite subject. My favourite subject. Explain to the poor listener who doesn't know what ETFs are, what they are. Uh,
1: Well, their pension fund is probably stuffed full of them um, because they're exchange-traded funds. The idea being, because it's on an exchange, you could trade in and out of it uh, fairly easily. There's a lot more liquidity to it. Um, Unlike a classic mutual fund where you might have to wait till the end of the day to make your um, subscription or take your money out, you can do it at any time and market makers of this product are um, able to hedge such that the price of the ETF tracks its underlying asset very closely. That's what people like about them. They're simple. They're simple. They track. It's it's an ability to get into a market you may not otherwise be able to access.
0: Right. So what's wrong with them then?
1: We've not got that long on this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try and do it in,
1: in one minute. I mean, it's a liquidity transformation yeah. and i think everyone can understand is that is that actually possible so that the initial concept of well i want to hold all the assets within the FTSE 100 i'll do an index tracker and then well why not do an etf on that index which basically means i'm i can track the index but move in and out whenever i want mm-hmm. if you start to apply that to more illiquid products like now you can get etfs on gold or on german commercial property or brazilian corporate bonds can that liquidity transformation hold in all circumstances?
0: You're worried that we're going to get some kind of a, what, a correction in in, in a liquid yes. ETF-driven yes. asset th- that we... Um, that then
1: propagates through the system. And we've seen, I'd say, three examples already this God. year. Firstly, we had the VIX blow up yes, in, um, February. in February, Volmageddon, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> which which, you know, was a small... Uh, a small volatility fund, which it had an, uh, a follow-on impact to the price of the S and P five hundred yes. itself. So it, it it starts from something small, but can easily move into a more liquid, bigger market. So we had that. That's, 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 yes. Middle of March, Facebook.
0: Oh no! Yes, uh, that's Was another that ETF
1: related. Oh well, because interestingly, so Jack Bogle, who uh, founded Vanguard and uh, sort of began the ETF world, really. Yes two or three decades ago, uh, he said, please don't blame ETFs for what's happened to Facebook. It's just the selling of Facebook shares, not the sales of particularly an ETF. you disagree with that? I disagree because the way that ETFs are structured, in order for those markets to be made in the ETF, the market maker has to hedge itself or participate in in the underlying market itself. Therefore, its impact is multiplied effectively. So, yes, Jack is correct. There was Facebook selling of shares of just Facebook, but prompted by how Facebook is a part of so many different ETFs.
0: Okay, so that was number two. Number
1: Number three, Russia. We had, um, as your um, august employer wrote about, uh, round about the middle of last week, uh, when there were sanctions had been put onto Russian oligarchs, the ruble, Russian ruble, was on course for its worst ever week since 1999. Uh, And obviously we know back in late 90s, uh, there was all sorts going on in the Russian market. So that seems a pretty large move Particularly, as we've just said, that in a very, very sleepy market where not a lot is trading and not a lot's going on, um, why on earth did we have such a seismic move in the ruble? Well, um, I'll just draw people's attention to the fact that, yes, the Russian stock market was down an awful lot, but we look at somebody like Oleg Deripaska, one of yes. the oligarchs who was hit. Rusal, his company, uh, at one point was down 50% in value, lost half its value in a morning. Now, these things. Unreasonable. I mean, they can happen, yes. but given that those sanctions were presumably not unexpected, um, that can uh, you know that, that, that was I think an outsized reaction, and then the you know the ruble itself having its uh, outsized response. Uh, I think shows that some of the ETF equity flows are driven and linked to currency hedging. And I would just add as a little question mark to people: Rusal, his fund, is listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. And what currency had a very bad week last week? The Hong Kong dollar.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, Helen, I want you to to draw this together, if you can, as our final thought on this, which is, I started off by talking about foreign exchange in in, in an introspective mood. Um, But at the same time, you're talking about a lot of what's going on underneath the surface actually happening quite regularly, quite disturbingly under the radar. So when does this move into a much more seismic mood in which anybody in the market can understand hey this is really moving what is going to get such big moves and more fundamental assets be they equities be they currencies be they bonds what's going to cause that or or just we simply don't know
1: well i think it's a series of tremors those three events are the first three we're going to have more this year they will grow in size and it's the classic emperor's new clothes moment to mix my metaphors, it's a tap, tap, tap on the window and then the glass shatters. Oh,
0: okay. So we don't know, but it will.
1: We don't know, but we can, when, we, when I obviously, I'm trying to, you know, advise uh, my clients on this. What you want to look for is a market. It's a classic, it's a classic market driven correction. Too much money in one direction all tries to exit at the same time.
0: Got it. My thanks to Helen Thomas of Blonde Money. Next week, it's the turn, as I said, of the ECB to take the stage. Join us to discuss what Mario Draghi makes of it all. Until then, keep up to date with all the market news on ft.com forward slash markets. From hard currency, it's goodbye.
1: Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only
0: made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.